Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. Iniquity. So all of us, I believe, through that teaching, um, I hope we have come to know that if it wasn't for Jesus, all of us would be dead in our sins. Amen. Because even right now, even us as being born again, we still fall short into some areas of our lives. But thank God that Jesus already paid the price for us, for our sins, for past, present, and future sins. I want to take my time going through this from the beginning on up to the end. And the reason being is because when we have these teachings and we're out, um, you know, evangelizing, Um, ministering the good news and the gospel, we will have scriptures to stand on. We would know what happened in the beginning, why it happened, and how God resolved it through Jesus. We want to give them scriptures, and we want to have confidence ourselves in knowing these things. So just like I said, we did sin, missing the mark. We did uh, transgressions, which when you know what is right and you choose to do not what is right, then we know iniquities is sins that are repeated over and over again and with no repentance. So I want to talk about the sin nature tonight, and it's going to pull some more things together to help us to understand what's going on in the world now with people that are not born again. We will talk about, um, after I talk about the sinful nature, we're going to talk about if we don't have this sinful nature, why is Christian people still sinning? I'm going to do that after I talk about the sin nature. Now, the sin nature is all of us was born in the world with a sin nature, which, which this sin nature impels us to commit sin. All of us was born into this world with a sin nature, and that nature compels us to commit sin. Not only do we commit sin, but it's our nature to do so. Now, I'm speaking to you guys, you're born again, but I'm speaking of what happened before we got born again. So a sin nature, all of us was born in the world with a sin nature which impelled us to sin. Not only did we commit sin, but it was our nature to do so. Now, when we look back, I always go back to Genesis in the beginning. We see that God created everything and it was good. After he finished creating it, it was very good. Even when he created male and female, they had the nature of God. The nature that was in them was good. It was no evil there. Everything about them was good. Everything in the garden was good, and it was very good. 
But we see that when sin entered the world, sin entered through disobedience. That's how sin got in. God put um, that tree in the midst of the garden of knowledge of good and evil. He said, if you eat from that tree, you shall surely die. So what happened? Eve got tempted. She was deceived by Satan. And she ate from the tree and she gave some to Adam. That's when sin entered the world. Sin entered the world through disobedience. When we go to Romans 5.12, it says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all have sinned. So we see through Adam, all of us, before becoming born again, we inherited a sin nature. All of us, before becoming born again, we inherit a sin nature, a nature that was in us that compelled us to sin, that controlled us, that sinful nature. That came through Adam because of one man's sin. Before we got born again, we inherited a sin nature. And that went through every person, even before they entered the world, even before they were thought about, Adam carried that sin nature. So through that one man, sin entered the world. When we look at Psalms 51, this is why David said what he said. And I'm reading out 51, Psalms 51, 5, expanded Bible. He said, I was brought into this world, born in sin. In guilt. In sin, my mother gave birth to conceive me. So even David recognized that he was brought into the world, born in sin, in guilt. He said, In sin, my mother gave birth, conceive me. Now, y'all know David, the Bible said he loved God with all of his heart, right? He, he loved God, but David knew that he had a nature in him. And even though he loved God and he wanted to live the right way, we know that David fell short, didn't he? He didn't have the Holy Spirit. But when David fell sh- short, his heart was still towards God. And what did David do? He repented, but he recognized that he needed help in Psalms 51. This is why David did that prayer. You know how some people say, Um, Oh, Lord, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. David prayed that because Jesus had not been with the Father yet. So David did not have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of him. The Holy Spirit would come upon David and upon them to do the work of the Lord. So we got Christians praying that prayer. And that is not lining up with the word. When you get born again, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That is your guarantee that you are born into the family of God. So when you hear people pray that prayer, they're praying it ignorantly. Oh, Lord, please don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. God said he will never leave us, nor shall he forsake us. He will be with us even until the end. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So when we don't know these things, we're going by what we hear older people say. There's another saying that they get up and testify and say, Lord, I thank you that I'm clothed in my right mind. 
And they didn't understand what the word of God was saying then when he was talking to the man with legion. So see, you can't take the word of God out of content just because you hear somebody else saying it and they so confident in what they saying and nobody don't correct them. Somebody else will go pick that saying up and they'll begin to run with it. And then it's all over the church. And then somebody get up. Oh, I'm clothed and I'm in my right mind. Thank God you do have on clothes and thank God you do have the mind of Christ. (laughs) So when you don't know these things, you're repeating what somebody else is saying, but that's not who you are now that you are in Christ. So you can't repeat these things. So David knew he was brought forth in this world in sin and iniquity. Shape mean he was born. He was born in iniquity. He was brought forth in the world in sin and in guilt. In sin, my mother gave birth to conceive me. David recognized that. He recognized that we were brought into this world into sin. Have y'all noticed, um, even when it comes to babies, babies come into this world selfish, crying all the time, wanting what they want when they want it. You lay down, they crying all the time. You hold them a little bit. They will still want you to hold them. They want to have their way, right? Like it's Burger King. Psalms 58.3. Let's look at this one, Psalms 58, 3. I'm reading out the expanded Bible. It says, listen at this, from birth, the womb, evil people turned away, go astray from God. Y'all hear that? From birth, from the womb, evil people turn away, go astray from God. They wander off and tell lies. Listen at this, as soon as they are born, from the belly. Another word from the womb. <laughs> From the womb, they're telling lies. They'll lie you already in the womb. So when they come out, they lie you. <laughs> they was born in sin. Y'all think about it. Thank God for Jesus, right? So here go another scripture here. And I'm going over a little bit at a time because I want y'all to grab what has happened, um, you know, dealing with sin and what's happening after we get born again. That way you can explain to people what's going on with them. Y'all know now that we're in an evil world. Some people say, I don't know why they did that. Because they have a sin nature. That sin nature in them compels them to sin. And it's just like they know it's wrong. Because they have a conscience, everybody that come on this earth know what's right, know what's wrong, just like Adam and Eve knew what was right, knew what was wrong, and they had a choice to choose between right and wrong. But when that sin nature is in you, what end up happening is what you don't want to do, you end up doing anyway. How many of us now, growing up, when your parents, you know, you okay until your parents tell you don't? And it's like, you done double dog dare me because I'm going to do exactly what you told me not to do. You know how they tell you, now, I don't want you going back to that club. I'm going to sneak out because you told me not to go. We did exactly what they told us not to do. That was that sin nature in you that was compelling you, that was driving you to do what somebody told you not to do. And I know some people say, well, dad, Christian's doing that today. And I'm going to tell you why. There is a big difference. But when you have a sin nature in you that's compelling you to do something and you're saying, I don't want to, but it's just like it's driving me. It's just like this is a part of me. This is what I want to do. So when we look at Ephesians 2, 
verses 1 through verse 3. This is what Paul was saying to the Ephesians. And the Ephesians, they were born-again believers. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Did you hear what he said? He said, according to, he said, you live according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. So he's telling us this is who we were. This is not who we are now that we're born again. And I think that's what we get it mixed up at. Some of us, we're going to learn this. You know how sometime... Um, we always say, I got to crucify this flesh. I got to crucify this flesh. I got to cru- crucify this flesh. I got to deny this flesh or what this flesh want. I keep doing this over and over again. I got to crucify the flesh. You know what helps you to understand the flesh has already been crucified. It died with Jesus. But the problem is the more you get into the word of God and the more you renew your mind and the more you get revelation on who you are, you're going to realize the flesh is already dead. It's just trying to cut up on me. That's what you got to understand. It's already dead. It's already been crucified with Christ. Why did Paul said, why did I get up here all the time and say, for I have been long time ago crucified with Christ. For it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who live in me. If I remember every day that I have been crucified with Christ, I won't keep doing the same things that I'm doing because I've already been crucified. Christ died once and for all. So this is the things that we need to know instead of trying to do something that's already been done if we know what the word is saying we won't be repeating over and over again you know how I remember apostle said one time take that flesh out there and shoot it (laughs) shoot it keep shooting it till it die (laughs) when you realize that you already been crucified and who you are in Christ you don't have to be bothered by that old flesh because you can let them know look at here now I know who I am and that's how we're going to start living by who I am in him and not who I was. See, when you remind yourself of that, you can live a life according to who you are in Christ instead of thinking, oh, Lord, I got to go on a long. Some people call it a sabbatical. Oh, Lord, I got to go on a long fast. I just can't keep my mouth shut. Now, if you're going on a fast, the, the crucified, the flesh, are you saying no? To get the flesh under control. That's what you're doing. Getting that flesh under control. But if you're not in the word of God and you're not in prayer, don't even fast. Some people will go and they'll fast and they be more ill with people. And everything begin to come out. Cussing and everything else because they hungry. <laughs> Y'all know. Because you're hungry, you're feeling faint. You don't want nobody to say nothing to you. Stay from around me. I feel like I'm going to pass out. Just I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. 
But you got to understand going on a fast helps you to get that flesh under subjection to who you are now that you're in Christ so you can hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to you. Do not go on a fast to get nothing from God. Somebody need to hear this. Because you got everything that you need from God. You just need to know what you have. If you're going on a flat fast, it's crucifying that flesh. What I mean is putting that flesh under subjection to say, this is who you are now that you're in Christ. And I believe the problem with the church today is it's not enough word. Not enough word. Not going into the word of God enough. People are going into the word, church folks, reading it, but not meditating on it. Getting revelation behind it. Because when you get revelation behind it and you know it, nobody don't have to tell you how to live. Nobody don't have to tell you what to do because you're going to know how to do it because you're living according to the word. It comes natural. That's the new nature that's in you. You living according to who you are, your characteristics, your attributes. They're representing who you are now that you're in Christ. You're not the same no more. You knowing that old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So it takes the word of God for you to know your new identity. That's it. Look, I'm going into next week, but anyhow. So we see that Paul was describing to them who they used to be in Ephesians 2, 1 through verse 3. And sometimes when we get into some situations, we need to go back and read the book of Ephesians. Because if Ephesians, in the book of Ephesians, it lets you know your identity, who you are now that you're in Christ. And then it tells you that he made you alive. It was nothing that you had to do except, except what he has already done. If you're struggling in any area of your life, it is because you don't know who you are. If you're going through the same thing you've been going through 20 years ago, it is because the word of God is not in you to uproot what's been there for 20 years. If you're going down the same road (laughs) that you've been going down for year after year after year, that means that the word of God has not taken root in you and you haven't gotten into the word of God and applied it to who you are now that you're in Christ. But before you accepted Christ, you had a sin nature that compelled you, that drove you to do what you really didn't want to do. But that nature, I'll go back. In the Old Testament, y'all remember from Genesis on up to Exodus, these people were sinning and it was just like a part of them. But what God did not do while they were sinning He did not charge those sins against them. The sin that they committed, he didn't charge it against them. It was like he was giving some grace and mercy. But when that law came, they were held accountable for that sin, so they had to die. But when you go back and you look at say, wait a minute, what happened to Noah? What happened to Sodom and Gomorrah? Those people he killed, those were some examples of God saying, okay, I'm giving you some mercy I'm not imputing sin upon you, meaning that you're not going to get charged for this sin. I'm not going to hold this against you. But being that all of this corruption is in the world, then these things have to be destroyed. These things have to happen. So we'll go into that a little bit deeper. But 
When you look at how they sin so much, y'all, it was normal. Look at the world today. People murdering people, nothing. It's normal. People walk up to you and just act just like, you know, they can slap you and it's normal. I was looking at um, YouTube. Y'all know everything is on YouTube, isn't it? The Christian movies, they'll pop up on YouTube. But this morning what I saw was it was a 16-year-old boy. I'm still talking about the sin nature. And his dad um, was staying with his dad. But the 16-year-old boy was staying with his grandfather because his grandmother was in a rehabilitation center. And he was staying with him, getting ready to work at Burger King to help his grandfather with the bills. So, you know, he was a good kid. He, he didn't get in any trouble, but he was there with his dad and his granddaddy. So his granddaddy would go see the grandmother every morning. One morning he got back about 11 o'clock seeing his wife, and his son told him, don't go in the house, somebody's dead. So he went in the house. The boy's daddy had took a grinder and killed him, just like that. That sin nature that was in that dad compelled him and drove him to kill his own son, and he acted like it was nothing, and he just left. So when somebody have a sin nature in them, something that they don't want to do, they did say he could have been um, had some kind of schizophrenic something going on, but all of a sudden you're just going to kill your son. So 16-year-old boy just killed him. So you see these kind of crimes around us, and then after it's over, guess what they say? They don't know what they did. It's just like normal. They come back to themselves. Why? The devil already used them. He already got them to do what he wanted them to do, and all of a sudden, oh, my Lord, why did I do that? They knew it was wrong after they'd done it. They knew it was wrong before they'd done it, but they were compelled to do it. Then afterwards, why did I do that? It's too late. devil done used you. So let's look at Romans 7, 18. Expanded expanded Bible again. Yes, I know that nothing good lives in me. This is Paul. I mean, nothing good lives in the part of me that is earthly and sinful. My sinful self, my sinful nature, my flesh. Now, he's not talking about this flesh right here, this body with the flesh. For I want to do the things that are good, but I do not or cannot do them. He knew, Paul knew, before he accepted Jesus, that there was a sinful nature in him. And the things he wanted to do good, he could not do good because of that sinful nature. And if you keep reading on, and when you get to Romans 8, 1, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, okay, Therefore, there is now no what condemnation to those that are in Christ. So these are the things that we have to know that's going on because some people ask you, why do I do bad things? Why I know I shouldn't do it, but it's just like I can't stop. It's just like something I can't stop doing. This is what what God did was he introduced the law so sin could come alive. So when he introduced that law and said, do not do this, that sin nature came alive within them and they began to do things that they couldn't control. And that's what would have them saying, I need a savior. 
Before, they didn't know they needed a Savior because, you know, that sin that was in them was just like laying dormant. So when God gave the law, that sin revived. It came alive, that nature. So that's when they knew, I need a Savior. I can't do this by myself. So that's the sinful nature. So that's part of it. But we're going to get into the next part, if it's the Lord's will, going right back over this again. So when you talk to people, when people tell you, I'm doing things I don't want to do, why do I keep doing this? Are you born again? No, I'm not born again, but I know it ain't right, but I can't help it. And then you can explain to them, let's go back to the beginning. Because everybody talk about Adam and Eve, but they really don't get into it the way they need to get into it to let them know this is what happened and this is why Jesus had to come. See, Jesus came so we can get us a new nature, a nature that's going to bring you life, not death. So we have to understand that even in Romans 3.20, well, 6.23, the wages of sin is what? It is death. And that's what the enemy is about. He's about death. He's not about life. So this is all for tonight. So just keep those scriptures before you. And I'll go over them again next week. But then, you know, afterwards we have a what? A test. Yes, Brother Branch. Romans 7. Oh, I'm sorry. Romans 6, 23. I was thinking about the Romans 7, 18. See, y'all paying attention. Okay, before we close tonight, I know we got finished a little earlier. Um, I want to say this. Be, be watchful when you're out walking or, you know, you're in places that you used to go into. Be watchful. To, this morning, my morning was kind of different from my normal routine. What I normally do is I'll take my shower, then I'll do that, then I'll go walk the dog, and I'll come back, and I'll get into study. But this morning... It was like, okay, I had an urgency, walk the dog. Go ahead and walk the dog first before you do all that. So when I went to walk the dog and my normal route that I take, everybody, security know my, my route around the block. So when I was walking him this morning, I look at the area that I normally go to and I saw a van, a white van just parked. So I'm looking at the van from far off where I was, and as I was looking at the van, it was just sitting there. So, you know, we're thinking, sometimes you're thinking, well, you know, maybe they're on the phone, but it was an unusual spot to be on the phone, just right there if somebody pulled in, you know, you couldn't move. I mean, you know, you couldn't do anything. So I just sat there, and then first thing that popped in my mind was white van. Y'all know what you hear. White, and this is what I'm saying. When people tell you about people being in white vans, don't take this like it's nothing. I didn't take it like it was nothing. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to walk down there because I knew people wasn't out that early. So I said, okay, I'm not going to walk down there. So I let the dog use the bathroom, and I'm standing here like this um, looking down. Next thing I know, I turn, and the man was right here. So I went across the yard, and it was like, um, how can I say it? 
you know how when somebody want to, you know the difference when somebody is pulling in and pulling out and doing whatever. It wasn't like that. So when I turned around and looked at the man, I could see his features, and you don't go on judge everybody how they look because everybody wears some crazy style sometimes, right? But I knew. I was cautious. So when I went across the yard, you know, the van left. So what come to me was if I had not gotten up at that time and walked the dog first, I wouldn't have noticed that van. So I'm saying this to say this. Be careful when you out, regardless if it could have been or it couldn't have been. But it was startling because I'm like, okay, is nobody out here this morning? The man that yard I was in, he wouldn't have heard me. The people behind me was at work. So I'm saying, be careful, watch your surroundings, because people these days, they don't care who's around them. They'll just do what they got to do and take off, and that's the end of it. Watch your surroundings. Do not take these things lightly. When you see white vans, just say, oh, that's just somebody sitting in the road. They're sitting in the road for a reason. And it ain't because you're just on the phone and you're going to park right there. And I'm like, you could have pulled somewhere else instead of right there in the middle of the road. Why are you going to put and stay there for a little bit? I understand some people take, you know, some men take a long time to do a little text or do this right there. But it was a white van. (laughs) I don't play around with this stuff, y'all. Y'all don't play around with this stuff. It was a white van, and it looked like the hubcap was gone. Y'all, I was eyeing it. No hubcap. Mm-hmm. I was, I was recognizing, so just keep your eyes open. Don't take things for granted because it's just like that. Amen? Evangelist, you can come on up with the mic so they can hear you. Yes, Brother Terry. Huh? No, Terry, I didn't. I was trying to get my walk and run on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ju- I just wanted to um, uh, add to that. Um, this is a real thing. People are, it's big in Wilmington. It's big around here. Um, and just because it hasn't happened to anybody that we know, I don't know what you know, but um, that we know it's a big thing. People are discussing this. People have, um, they're having, um, I can't think of the word, but, but they, they, they're everywhere you go. If you, uh, people are talking about it, people are abducting children. It's not just grown women, but little children, your little children. Cause a lot of people let their children run anywhere. You're going to store, let them run around the aisles and everything. And people can snatch kids, people's kids just like that. They're selling them for sex. And some people are, are selling them uh, because people want children, not to hurt them, but they want them. But some people are selling them to people to do ungodly things to, not just grown adults, but little children. And people are not taking it seriously. But there are a lot of people who are pushing this. When you go to events, people are raising money. They have... Um, I can't think sometimes y'all get old, but anyway, <laughs> think of the word I want to use, but, but, um, this is a huge thing. If you pay attention, you'll see they're selling t-shirts, selling to bring awareness. They're, they're doing all kinds of things to bring awareness to this in 
this area. Duplin, Pender, New Hanover. So really it's nothing to take lightly. It really isn't. And now you'll probably hear more about it. Now, I mean, you probably already heard about it, most of you, but you're going to become more aware that this is something right now that's happening. mind taking you in broad daylight they don't mind doing it so you have to be on your guard and you have to be alert um my son you were saying that it reminded me of my son one morning he had sent me a picture uh sakori that drives trucks and he sent me a picture of i couldn't make out what the first um video was I thought he was just showing me something on the truck. I'm looking. I didn't see it. But then he sent me another picture that had a nice, crisp $100 bill. And he said he went in the store, the same walk, went in the store, didn't see anything. He come back out of the store to get to the truck. Then there's this $100 bill sitting on the ground and it was folded purposely folded so that the $100 was showing at the top and he said he bent down he saw it and he walked by it and he saw it and he said he just kept feeling something's not right he bent down he picked it up he dropped it back down he said because it felt like cardboard um so he dropped it back down he said mama it just didn't feel right I said, and then he was showed me that he was showing me the van. It was a van there that he was showing me first. So they had set a trap with $100. It was cardboard. I said, because it looked like it's folded, so strategically folded to make it obvious for him to see it. I said, did you wash your hands? Go wash your hands. So he dropped it. He washed his hands. And I said, thank God for giving you that unction to know that's not right leave it there amen i think there's a reason for bringing this out tonight just because we stay in a small town you got a lot of people amongst you that you think that you know but don't know the guy that killed his son he was moving all over the place he was in south carolina he had a warrant out for him in South Carolina, and they didn't touch him. They knew that he was in South Carolina with that warrant. They said if you had have gotten him, his son would not have been dead. He was all over the place. So you don't know who you around. So you can't be picking up people. You can't be doing things out of the ordinary. You have to really hear God. I'm serious. This is why we got to be in a place to hear what God has to say. Tisha? It's not on. Uh, I have a similar story. Uh, Y'all, I'm in the trail. Me and my youngest daughter walking the trail. And I'm the type of person, I pay attention to my surroundings. 
And it was a white van, and it was a white guy. He got out the van, and he went to the back of his truck, and he had like a duffel bag. I said, Maya, pay attention. I said, look at this guy. You know, they, they out here. You know, even in Burgo, this mm-hmm. was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you have to watch. God is, is bringing this out tonight for a reason. For a reason. Do we have anything else? Do we have any announcements before we close? And the children are six and under. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.